What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Cal- hold on. I think I had a lisp when I said that. <laughs> okay, one sec. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And today we are joined by an extra special guest because he is not only one of my favorite comedians of all time and the co-host of my favorite comedy podcast, but he's also my boyfriend. Your boyfriend? <laughs> yeah. So we have on Chad Daniels. Yay. This is the debut of your boyfriend on Self Helpless. This is a big it's deal. true. It is true. I know. Yeah. I know. So we're presenting him to the world. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Our world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, Chad talked about his top lessons learned in therapy. And then Delaney and I shared a couple of our favorite ones as well. And I, I think that there's kind of something for everybody this episode. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We yeah. talked to all a range of different things that we've learned in therapy and just different tools that we use, you know, for our own personal growth and kind of like yeah. before and after effects of therapy too. We covered a lot of ground in this. Yeah, we really did. By the way, I have to say your hair looks fabulous. Did you get your hair done? Thank you. I got it done within the last few weeks. Oh, it looks so beautiful and oh. bright and blonde. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I did add some more blonde to it. Guys, go go peep Delaney's hot hair on YouTube. <laughs> she looks so good. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> so this is coming out on Monday, November 28th. And exciting news, Chad is recording not one but two specials this saturday in madison wisconsin at the orpheum theater so basically you can go buy tickets for both shows and it's going to like you will not see the same material between the two shows that is wild 
I know. Let's make it go. We're going to have to tell all of our uh, friends and family and stuff out there. Cam. Yes. Yeah. I will be there. So helpsters, <gasps> if you go, might be able to, to say hi to you in the lobby and stuff too, which would be very yes. cool. But um, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. I've been able to see him run this material um, and it's so fucking good. I mean, like there's a reason he's one of the best comics out there. He's, it's just these specials are going to be incredible. So you can go to chaddaniels.com and get those tickets. And you can also follow him on social media at that Chad Daniels. You can watch his specials. And I also highly recommend checking out the middle of somewhere podcast, which he co-hosts with Cy Amundsen and Cy has been on our show a couple times before. Oh yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Loved his episodes. And yes, such good episodes. And, uh, Let's see. So I'm off of my tour right now, but the tour, the next tour starts up in January. So I'm just going to read some cities off real quick. This is what we've got booked so far. Providence, Raleigh, Philadelphia, Portland, Cincinnati, Kearney, Minneapolis, San Francisco, Rosemont, Chicago, Denver, Uncasville, Salt Lake City, Louisville, and Tacoma. Damn. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be going to be a lot. Um, and I bet by the time this comes out, there will be more added. So you can go to kelseycook.com and get tickets. Beautiful. And, uh, you can head over to delaneyfisher.com for my podcast, the minimalist business podcast. And I'll definitely have an announcement kind of about that towards the end of this episode today. But if you are a mental health professional and you have your own private practice and you're looking to build and scale that and even, uh, expand kind of your impact beyond your private clientele, We'd love to have you over there. Of course, all entrepreneurs and business owners are welcome, but um, yeah, we're, we're shifting our content over there for mental health pros. So DelaneyFisher.com, Minimal Business awesome. Podcast. Boom. Awesome. Yeah. Well, with, without further ado, we really, really hope that you enjoy our episode with Chad Daniels. Here it is. All right. Without further ado... You heard me gushing about him in the intro, but we are so excited to have on Chad Daniels. Hello. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Sound effects. <laughs> Delaney, especially in the beginning, always has a little bit of a day drinking vibe. Yes. Like, Oh, nice. Good. But it's just who she is naturally. She's such a fun person. This is like um, right before a nap after endless mimosas at brunch. Exactly. <laughs> okay, exactly. Good. Basically, Perfect. I have horrible stage fright even on Zoom. <laughs> like, <even laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it kicks in. I'll warm up though. Don't you worry, Chad. I'm not worried at all. <laughs> so we uh, we're going to be talking about lessons learned in therapy today. Mm-hmm. You talk on your podcast about that you and Sai are big proponents of therapy. Correct. Both of our shows are sponsored by BetterHelp. Yep. Mm-hmm. Delicious. And so it seemed like a good topic for you. And we always start with a quotable. And so I wondered if you would share your favorite quote with the, with the listeners. Better be well, good, Chad. Better yeah, be good. I mean, I had a couple. And then um, I was reminded that, so my favorite movie, which is kind of embarrassing because I'm an extra grown up, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, it's Kung Fu Panda. My dog's name is Poe. And uh, <laughs> I would say that my favorite quote is, there's no secret ingredient. Ooh, you changed it. I did. I did change it. I was going to do something with like Hemingway or something, but uh, 
I really think that that's um, that movie, man. It's it is something else, and I know it's a, I know it's for children, and maybe it just got me. Maybe I watched it at that perfect time in my life, but um, there's no secret ingredient. Is great, right? It's like you think about little kids about how they need these clothes or these shoes or whatever, and uh, it's just it's it's the truth. It's just you. It's what you bring to the table. So um, I do remember I had a pair of shoes. Uh, that I just I, maybe third grade or something, and I went over to my buddy's house, and I was like, "Oh, I just got these new shoes. Bet I could beat you in a race." And the dad goes, "Better yet, how about you guys both take your shoes off, and put them down on the sidewalk and see what shoes win?" And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> even I didn't even know what the word dildo was in third grade, but I felt like I was one somehow. You know, have you ever had that moment where you go, "I don't know what the word is for this, but I'm definitely one of those." <laughs> dreams crushed in an instant (laughs) yeah that's so great so I had not seen Kung Fu Panda until I watched it with you and yeah so if I had just heard that quote without any context I don't know that I would have fully gotten the the full extent of that meaning but yeah in the movie watching him trying to do all of this training to become a Kung Fu master and then realizing it's just who he is it's very powerful yeah. So for people who haven't seen it, this there's a panda and pandas are fat and slow and everything else. And he gets picked to be uh, the like the Kung Fu master or whatever. And um, and so uh, the dragon warrior, excuse me, that's what I was trying to. That's why I was saying uh, um, uh, that's where my brain is going. So dragon warrior. And uh, when you become the dragon warrior, you get this scroll that's supposed to give you all of the information on how to do all of these things, right? You're supposed to be able to like fly and climb mountains with in, in one jump and all this stuff. And it's blank. He gets the scroll and it's completely blank. It's just a reflective surface. And so it's basically like you are the power, whatever you want to do. Mm. Yeah. So you are the secret ingredient, if you yes. will. Yes. Mm. Oh, I will. Oh, Delaney, I will. <laughs> it's been many a years since I've watched Kung Fu Panda, but it was one of my favorites. I got to rewatch it. Yeah. It became an instant favorite for me. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you tell the story really quickly, too, of running into the woman who also had a dog named Poe? Oh yeah. So I heard I was, there's a lake pretty close to my house where we walk around. It's about a mile and we're walking around. (laughs) No no big deal. I don't have lake front property. I have lake adjacent property. Things are going pretty good. So we're walking around this lake and this woman is screaming Poe. And so I just go, have you met my dog? And she goes, no, my dog's name is Poe. And I go, what? I go, how, how did you name your dog Poe? And she said, well, my 14-year-old soon-to-be stepdaughter named him after Edgar Allan Poe. And she goes, how about you? And I go, oh, um, he's named after the panda in Kung Fu Panda. Just <laughs> never felt so sheepish in my life. I love that. Did you ever think when you named him that people would consider that that's who you named it, named him after? No, so I hear Edgar Allan Poe and um, a Teletubby. Those are the f- those are the first two guesses. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the Teletubbies, and oh, you those creep me out big time. I'm yeah. glad it's not that. <laughs> I forgot I forgot about the Teletubbies um, with a lot of hypnotism because I watch those with my oh you boy, they're so bad. 
so many years. I didn't even think about that. If that is a parent, you would have been watching it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Too much. No, thanks. So <laughs> in addition to your great quotable, you kind of have a special thing that we've never asked a guest to do, but you have tattoos that also I feel like are a quotable buffet. Sure. Oh, a buffet. A buffet. Yes. Are we about to see some skin on this episode? <laughs> we are not about to see any skin. <laughs> well, listen, I mean, she was just thinking about my body and the first word that came to her mind was buffet. So <laughs> I, I don't know if I need to be showing any skin to anyone else. What kind of tats do you have? I just got two this year, my very first tattoos, and I got two pretty quickly. What are they? Um, one says absolutely in all my grandparents' handwriting, because that was my like grandpa's favorite word. Oh, nice. And then I got one with my sisters that says close to you, the carpenter song. Um, oh yeah. I do birds. Yep. Yeah. So I got a couple <laughs> family things. I got like all the ancestors and and living people covered. Yeah, well that's <laughs> uh that's pretty cool though. I I like that uh, when it when it has to do with family, nobody can really shit on your tattoos because you're like, <laughs> oh interesting, because my dead grandparents beg to differ. shuts them down immediately (laughs) yes and i feel like i can't shit on them either like if i'm like "Ah, i I don't think i'll regret it hopefully right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so okay you don't have to show it if you don't want to but can you talk about the meaning behind the new tattoos you got oh sure so i have kind of um animal parables i guess is the best way to describe them but there's four of them and one of them in the middle is, uh, oh, for the love of God. Okay. Yay. <laughs> well, I, I forgot that I could pull this up. So that is Ooh. obviously a flamingo. And that one is, uh, I was at a bachelor party in uh, Wisconsin Dells, so drunk, left a dance club, thought I could walk home, had no idea where I was, and um, ended up, I was building a, a shelter because I've been watching all this like Bear Gryllis and, you know, everybody that just shows you how to live in the wilderness shows. So I'm building a shelter against a motel wall because I think now I just live in the Wisconsin Dells. That's how oh, intoxicated I was. My God. And I could not get a hold of my buddy or any of his friends. And so finally get some service. He calls me and uh, he goes, well, walk away from the motel and tell me what you see. So I go across the street, there are all these flamingos. And then I hear the taxi driver go, I know where he is. And so they came to get me. And so the whole thing is we've talked about this a million times, my friend Fritz and I, but it's just like, you're never lost. You're always just supposed to, you're you're always where you are supposed to be. Right. So that's, so anytime you feel a little out of whack, it's just you're always it, it, there's a reason you're you're in this position. So that's that one. Then I have another one with a rabbit in a boat and waves are crashing over it. And that is uh, um, you cannot you cannot stop. Uh, you cannot calm the storm. You can calm yourself and the storm will pass. I have that one. Then I have a fish climbing a tree. And that is. um we're all geniuses, but if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, he will think it's stupid for the rest of his life. Love it. And then there are two wolves, and it's the, that old um, Native American story about two wolves are within us. There's a good wolf and a bad wolf, and they're fighting, and which wolf wins? It's the one you feed. Ooh, 
So it's a lot of, it's a lot of uh, therapy. I mean, when, when people see my tattoo, they go, Oh, so two times a week in therapy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You have a, you have like a whole zoo on your arm. I love that. I'm a big animal lover. So I, I, I'm much approved. And uh, the drunkest I've ever been was also in the Wisconsin Dells. So I, I very much resonate with that too. And that's what happens to people there. So, you know, it was rough. No shame. (laughs) I drove, so I drove in the back of a pickup through the, uh, to the dance club, went into the dance club, took one lap, hated it, went back out and decided I was just going to sleep in my buddy's pickup and then found out when I was getting punched by other people that it was not my buddy's pickup. Oh my God. And that's when I decided to take a walk, take a walk down <laughs> Flamingo Row. Last time I was in the Wisconsin Dells, my husband peed inside of the heater of our hotel room, in the room, thinking it was the bathroom. So, you know, oh I've been there. <laughs> was it was it winter? Um, I don't know if it was winter or fall, one of those. Okay. I don't think it was yeah. winter. No, he didn't have Nothing any like good excuse. Nothing like peeing in a heater in a hotel room to just like, oh, I miss New York City. I wish it smelled like hot piss. <laughs> It was horrendous. Yeah, and he I was bet. treating me like I was nuts. Like, what do you mean? It's no big deal. <laughs> like, get in bed. So, yeah. I forgot about that. He's a gross, <laughs> gross man. Yes. <laughs> okay. So should we get into some of your top lessons that you've learned in therapy over the years? Uh, we sure could. Yeah. I mean, it's your podcast. Tell me what to do. <laughs> yes. What? What's your number one? The first thing that came to your mind? So you don't want me to count them backwards. So the best one is the last one. <laughs> oh, you could do that too. <laughs> I feel like we should, because like some of these are, <laughs> I don't, I don't know about how, how this is, but um, the first one that comes to mind always is uh, forgiveness, right? So for a very long time, I just kind of refused to forgive certain things um, and thinking, you know, if, well, if I don't forget them, it's hurting them, but it really isn't. So forgiveness isn't for anybody else. It's just for yourself to be able to live a, uh, you know, a, a decent strife-free life, I think. Yeah. Just so you can kind of let, let things go and move on. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the hardest person that I had to forgive was myself because I thought, you know, I had, uh, if you ever hurt somebody and you think, well, I need to forgive myself to move on, but then you, I really had a trouble with, well, it's not fair for me to forgive myself until everyone else does. But then I finally got through that and it's like, I can't wait for everybody else because who knows? I mean, this could be a long time if I have to wait for everybody else. So I just, you know, you forgive yourself and then you, you just try to do better. And so that's been really helpful. Mm, That's a very good one. Yeah. What did you have to tell yourself to like forgive yourself about, you know, whatever it is that you were? I just made a deal with myself that I would, I would work on myself and, um, and every single day. Right. So, and, and that's been good because I've held myself accountable to do that in order to kind of keep my forgiveness, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that is a great one. Okay. You guys want to know what I did? I killed a family. Just <laughs> oh that really <laughs> held you accountable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, they weren't around to forgive me, so it's like I guess I forgive myself. <laughs> oh my All right, coming in hot. 
With hey, what statute of limitations on murder? God damn it, I should have thought of that before I said it. <laughs> Are you going to add that, that to out? your tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I like sure a am. family of turtles appear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is why it's taken so long to have you on the podcast because I knew that we would lose all listeners once you admitted. <laughs> oh, well, um, this isn't live, right? <laughs> It does look like Kelsey has been keeping you hidden away somewhere in the woods with that sweater and beard. <laughs> look like you're in a cabin in the woods. I'm telling you, it's about to be winter here. And so I am, I just got my big uh, bin of winter stuff out. And this beard is going to get a lot longer because it's cold as can be here. <laughs> Chad was just Paul Bunyan for Halloween. And oh, really that's perfect. Oh, so good. So, yeah. so good. I was an avocado. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's funny because you don't have Instagram or any social media anymore. I would have never known unless you told me. That's right. I wore an avocado. What was your husband? He was also, a, well, he was an avocado, but his, he just had a green shirt that said, pretend I'm an avocado. And I was in a full avocado onesie. <laughs> and then our dogs were both tacos. So, oh, nice. <laughs> it was a family costume. Yeah, I'm that person, Chad. I'm that person when you're out and about who dresses their dogs up in cute outfits. Well, you're, hey, everybody's allowed to do Dumb one shit. ridiculous thing. <laughs> I know, why didn't you put Poe in a, you should have put Poe in a costume. Well, I thought about dying in blue to be Babe the Big Blue Ox, but I didn't want to have to explain that shit during Thanksgiving. Was your dog blue? Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Can I say what your mom's costume was? Yeah. She just was wearing a regular outfit and she put a sign on her shirt that said nudist on strike. Oh my gosh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Loved it. funny. Well, I guess she had a really intense, it was like a penguin costume to start, but I thought the nudist on strike one was very funny. I'd never seen that before. Yeah, that's very good. cute. Will next year be clothed person on strike? Then she'll just oh. be naked. Uh, let's. <laughs> Are we I, can get tell, I can tell you I will not be at that party, so I will not be able to report back. I'll attend on your behalf. <laughs> yeah, thank you, and Godspeed, soldier. <laughs> okay, that was a great first therapy lesson. What is next on your list? Well, thank you. First of all, <laughs> thank you. And that brings me to my next one is accepting compliments. Oh, wow. okay. I am not good at accepting compliments. I have, I feel like my brain is pretty stuck on what, uh, what I am, what compliments I deserve. And so I have a hard time with compliments. Now, my grandmother, um, when she was in hospice, her, she would lay down and sleep for so long. And she had like puffy old lady dandelion hair. <laughs> and so it would be matted down on her head and she wouldn't have her teeth in and she would turn and look and I'd go, oh my God, woman, you are something to behold. You're so beautiful. And she would go, thank you. And I was like, how can she believe that shit right now? But I mean, I believed it. I mean, you know, she's your grandma. So you give her as many compliments. And the fact that she would always accept them and say thank you was mind blowing to me because I could be, I could have a team cutting my hair, trimming my beard, putting me in a tuxedo with spanks that makes me look okay. And so I'd be like, oh, wow, you look good. And I'd be like, shut your mouth, liar. <laughs> so I, have, I have a little harder time. But it's, so that, that one is a work in progress, but um, I have gotten a lot better at it. 
I love that. A lesson from your grandma. Do mm -hmm. you have like kind of a before and after of how you used to kind of handle a compliment versus how you, what you do or say now? Uh, yeah. So I stop and I'll, I will at least acknowledge the compliment and say, that's very nice of you mm. because it's like, I don't believe you, but the fact that you took the time to say it is nice. I would, I would before just plow right through and not even, I'd kind of probably just roll my eyes and keep going. <laughs> really gracious person. <laughs> like you look so well, nice. Listen, but, like, but when you don't believe them, it's, it's hard. Yeah, it's not right. that I'm not gracious or appreciative. It's just, you know, I, I don't believe them. So it's, it was difficult. Right. Yeah. I remember you telling me that at one point that you accepting a compliment or just saying that's nice was so much progress because you used to think that the person was just straight up lying and now it's like, you might not agree with the compliment I'm giving you, but you believe that I feel that way. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Because you have to understand, right? I'm, I'm a man of a certain age and I had some good moments in my life. Some good where I was very fit, where I could jump very high, where I could run very fast. And, and so now, you know, I, you kind of compare yourself, at least I do. I compare myself to my best self and that was a while ago. So, I mean, and there's really nothing I can do about it. I can't, I can't stop the fact that that's true. But then there are other times where I have a picture where I went to the Kansas city Royals, Minnesota twins game in Kansas city. And I was sitting with my shirt off and you know where your belly, well, at least, you know, where my belly button is. And when I <laughs> sit <she> <laughs> down, it would create just a little fold, just a little fold, nothing crazy. Only fold there, right? And then, um, and it wasn't even all the way across. It was just a little one where my belly button was. And I stood up and I'd been sunburned on my stomach, but you could see white where that fold was. And I kept calling it fat man white stripe. So that's what I referred to that thing as. And then I remember making fun of myself all day. I look back at that picture and I would do a lot of things to look like that again. I mean, yeah. it was ridiculous. I saw the picture and I have the little lines that come in from your hips, like your abs to your hips. And it's like, what were you bitching about? You fool. You should have been yeah. out enjoying yourself and not wearing a shirt. Yeah. And, and now, <laughs> now I'm just like, oh man. Well, I think it's interesting that you said like, you know, you felt like your, your best self was in the past, but you could also say that, you know, your best self is now too. When yeah, I guess I guess what I should say room. is my best physical self. Yeah. Because I think I've learned a lot more. I mean, trust me, I would not want to be my emotional 30-year-old self. Mm -hmm. There's no way. There was too much shit going on. And um, this would be a 100-part series if you were talking to me at 30. <laughs> so instead of a single episode. So, um, yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I should at least qualify it with my best physical self. But I think that's almost anybody when you, you know, are over 35. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you think created that, that perspective of when you were younger and you were feeling like your best self, but you couldn't acknowledge it? What happened that made you get to that point, you think, where you just didn't think that you were at the place you were in? Well, I've talked to my mom about this. My parents used to say, don't toot your own horn. Like, mm -hmm. don't brag when you come off the baseball field, 
whatever it is, you're not supposed to be bragging. Even if you win or did something great, you're just supposed to act like you've been there, that kind of thing. And so I think I took that to an unhealthy level mm. of, of not, not tooting my own. I'll, I'll take it back to the point where my button actually sucks the horn in and <laughs> creates chaos in the universe. Just blows backward. Yeah. Yeah. My my horn became a black hole that just caused destruction. Mm. <laughs> so you like overcorrected into like almost self-deprecation in a way. Or yeah, like... I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then also I had um great friends whom I still love dearly, but we were just such dicks to each other where it was constantly like, uh, oh, I like your haircut. And if you dared say thank you, they'd be like, I'm kidding you, idiot. It looks ridiculous. What are you, a hockey mom? I mean, it was just, <laughs> and then everyone would pile on and you're like, mental note, never say thank you to a compliment ever again. Okay, got it. Right. Yeah. I wonder how many other guys relate to that because I don't have any memories of my girlfriends rousing me in that way, but sure. I would imagine there's no way that that doesn't develop if over and over you think when you're getting a compliment it's actually somebody about to shit on you sure professional welder shana ford used vr training developed by forge fx to hone her skills as a welder the more time that you spend practicing it that's what separates a good welder from a great welder vr training can help students like shana repeatedly practice specific skills Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. And, and I'll say this about those guys too. I mean, they would have done anything for me, anything right. at all. Right. I call them, you know, they're about to go on vacation. I'm like, Hey, I really, really need help doing this. They'd be like, yeah. all right, I'll be mm -hmm. over. I'll give you two hours. So it was one of that kind of a relationship. Yeah. I just rewatched Goodwill hunting for the, I don't know, 900th time. And that dynamic between Matt Damon's character, Ben Affleck's character and all the other guys in that group, I think it's very much that. Now, do you think you shouldn't watch one movie 900 times, but watch some movies you haven't seen once, like Shawshank Redemption or <laughs> just any... Shawshank? Thank you, Kelsey. Delaney. What? I Kelsey, know. this is a big problem. <laughs> Top priority when you get off this call. Oh, <laughs> uh, Chad has asked for me to make that a priority for a long time now, and I just... Oh, you have to. What is it? What, what else has she not seen, Chad? So many. It's embarrassing. The Godfather... Oh. She hasn't seen, um, I mean, there's just. Green Mile. So, so many. Unacceptable. Yeah. I'm sorry. Unacceptable. It's like you hate Stephen King. Just <laughs> with those two I love The Shining. Movies. The Shining's my favorite horror movie, but I just, I don't know. It's a little sheltered in certain ways with movies and I just haven't caught up. Saving Private Ryan, I haven't seen. 
Oh, time to catch up. Time to catch up. I can't watch that one with you. That one shuts me down for about a full 24 hours. Oh, I don't want that. You need to go hide away in Chad's cabin with him and just watch all these movies because you <laughs> both be shut-ins for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, I love yeah. the, I love this point of when you when you saw a picture of yourself, you wish that you had kind of savored the moment and all of that. I think yeah. that's a good reminder that that's how we're going to feel in the future about our present selves. And so, I don't know, I think that that's a good kind of takeaway for me to think about like in this moment, I'm going to, I'm going to wish I was kind of back here in, in my future self. Sure. And yeah. That will always kind of keep me feeling like, yeah, it's, it's the time is now to do the thing that you want to do or put yourself out there or whatever it might be. And, that's yeah, and even if you want to apply that to society and I don't want this to be anxiety inducing for anyone, but you know, you think like, oh God, today, look at what's going on these elections. And then, I mean, listen, it could be a lot worse. So, you know, you just kind of have to see today for what it is, I guess. Yeah. Because, you know, who knows? Who knows? So my next thing is um, gratitude. I started, um, (laughs) this is, yeah, this is, a little embarrassing, but I'm just going to tell you. So before I would go to bed and I would like, you know, pinch my belly and stuff like that. And I'd be like, oh, fat asshole. How was your day? Just really not great self-talk. So what I started doing, and then of course you wake up the next day and it's like, that's the first thing you think because it's the last thing you thought. So instead I will do, um, I'll write three things down in a gratitude journal And I'll kind of think about them and really, really, you know, be thankful for those three things. And I try not to repeat things. Um, And then it's the first thing I will think about, I guess. So I started off journaling and I would, I would open it up and look at it. Now I just kind of think about them before I go to sleep. Mm -hmm. But, and then they're the first things that I think about in the morning as well. So uh, that is, that is a huge game changer. Yeah. yeah. That's a great habit to, uh, to start for yourself, like a small, like that's very doable because it's small and it doesn't take that much time. But I think right. on this podcast, we talk a lot about trying to implement small changes, but that you can maintain for a long time. And I think that's a great one. Yeah. For me, it's helpful because I mean, you could have any, any thoughts, right? You could have, oh, I didn't get this done. You don't have to be a full psychopath and pinch your stomach and call yourself fat. You could say, I didn't get this stuff done or, oh, I can't believe I said this to this person or whatever it is. But when you have a night, you know, your brain repairs itself at night. And so, you know, they, they always tell you if you're trying to learn uh, a part in a, uh, a song playing piano or a guitar riff or um, you're trying to fix a joke, you're supposed to think of all of those things or play the song before you go to bed. Because your brain will, when it's repairing itself, it starts to connect what you need to be connected, right? So then the next day you wake up and you'll be a little faster at playing it or whatever. And I think that's the same with with gratitude. I just wake up. So if you do this long enough, you start to, to see things for your list. You start to pay attention for things that oh, you want to yeah. put on that list later on. So you spend your day being grateful because you're trying to, you know, trying to have a list at the end of the night. So you're, you're 
actively looking for those things. I love yeah. that. I love that you were able to build the habit through writing and then it just became your norm and you didn't mm -hmm. really maybe need the writing anymore. It was just like automatic for you before yep. bed and when you wake up. Yeah. Um, how have you changed your self-talk to yourself? You know, like you, you mentioned the example of like calling yourself a fat asshole, right? So like, what, right. what is the, what is the other side of that now that you're aware of those things? And I don't think that's the medical term fat asshole. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't even know that. I don't even know that an asshole can get fat. And if it does, how? I know you can't oh, spot reduce. I've seen so you're going to have to be in a calorie deficit. You've seen a fat asshole? I, that, that came and, out wrong. My mom's dog has the largest asshole I've ever seen. He's this tiny <laughs> little chihuahua. And the majority of his butt is his asshole. It is jarring. <laughs> we don't know where he came from or what happened to him before. He's a rescue. So you just never yeah. know. You what wonder why chihuahuas shake. Oh my God, that sounds horrible. <laughs> That's what I thought of when you... <laughs> I feel like you rescued him from the porn industry or something. I don't know what happened, but an asshole should not look like that. It, it's, That's a lot. It's strange. Yeah, it's it's the first thing that you notice on this dog. Anyway, go ahead. Um, my self-talk and it's... Listen, it still needs work, but it has gotten a lot better. Um, when I am competing, like, let's say I'm shooting baskets and I'm just not playing as well as I can. I will kind of self-coach myself, you know, self, oh, self, you're going to self-coach yourself. Huh. <laughs> oh, way to go. You guys I'm sure so you want me on this episode? I can't believe that uh, people are going to be like, well, we, we were believing his gratitude thing. And then he said, self-help himself, self-coach himself. <laughs> What an idiot. I'm not believing anything this guy says. You might as well just leave, Chad. We have no use for this interview. It was <laughs> such a pleasure, you guys. Um, but I sound a bit like a coach or a dad because I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You are better than this, that kind of stuff. So I guess it's encouraging. And um, I think when I come off stage, when I come I off stage, I can be said, hard on What myself. the fuck is wrong with you? So I guess it's encouraging. <laughs> it is encouraging. You're better than that, right? Sure. Get your life together. You're better than that. And when I come off stage, I can be hard on myself. Um, but I also think no one else is going to be hard on me. So there is a balance where I do need someone to tell me the truth and I or, or what I believe the truth is. And sometimes that just has to be me. So, but there are other times where I you know, say nice things to myself. And um, when I achieve a goal that I wanted to achieve, or when I get a list done, or um, yeah, there are plenty of times where I, I give myself an attaboy. Yeah. Uh, when you and I play, I would say basketball or tennis, it comes out the most for both of us because we're both competitive. But I was thinking about that today because one of the lessons I'll, I'll talk about later in therapy is that whole self-talk and all of that. And that's really the only time it comes out is when I'm competing against you. And I'm like, if I miss a shot, I'm like, you dumb bitch. And I'll say, <laughs> I'm like, please, if this is horse at the YMCA, relax. Like it's okay. Right. But that is, that is the one time that I will say some things to myself that 
afterward, I'm like, okay, that's, that's unnecessary. And I actually love when you say that to yourself, because I say the exact same thing at the exact same time and you can never hear me. It's awesome. Cause it like drowns it out. <laughs> You're such a shit. <laughs> so you shift your self, your self, negative self-talk to negative talk about Kelsey. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's the trick everybody. <laughs> yep. It's like, listen, those words are in there and they need to get out. <laughs> So who are you going to, who are you going to aim them at? Well, I hope you had fun the last time we played because we will never play again. <laughs> who won? It was an oh. official tie last time. Bullshit. No, wait. Did I? No, it was a straight up tie because I won a round of horse. He run a, he won a round of horse. And then we tied at three point around the world. You didn't want to do a tiebreaker. See, I wouldn't be able to leave it there. Yeah, I don't think we could because for three days leading up to that, I couldn't move because my back hurt. Anyways, great, <laughs> great game. Um, so, I knew it. I finally beat him in horse, which has taken for fucking ever. It keeps me up at night not being able to beat him at horse. And it finally happened. And he he did have a back injury. But I told him, I was like, I can't let this just completely erase the fact that I beat you because you are still you know, you're out there shooting and I, I would like to stand by it, but you are making me doubt if I should. <laughs> now I see why you've projected your negative self-talk to Kelsey. <laughs> oh, I, I would uh, also like to go on record as saying I never would say any of those words. <laughs> it's true. Yes, yes, um, yes. I have two more things. You want me to do both of these? Yes. I have two more. Okay. So I don't know if you've heard of the wise mind Venn diagram. Uh, mm -mm. No. So one of the circles is uh, emotional intelligence, and the other one is rational intelligence. So rational intelligence is what you know for sure, right? They're facts. Emotional intelligence is you reacting to things, um, not necessarily knowing the whole story, but you're like, I bet that's what happened. You know, you're really using your emotions. And in the middle of that, there's a kind of a, a, a nice little place called the wise mind where you can take the things you know and how you want to react to those things. And that has been big for me because I used to be just, a, I used to be reactionary uh, from the emotional mind a lot, mm. right? Where it's like, well, I think this is happening and I think this blah, blah, blah. And so I'm going to react this way. And instead of taking time to kind of unfold all of it. You know, I mean, I'm not saying you need one of those detective boards with the pictures of everyone and the <laughs> strings going and crossing and, but you, you need to take time and not just react based on emotions. Yes. Yep. I love that. How yeah. have you implemented that? Like, can you think of a situation or a scenario? Yeah. When I feel myself, um, becoming emotional about something, I'll count backwards from 10 or 10,000. I mean, th there have been times <laughs> where I count backwards from 10 and then forwards to 30 because I'm not ready yet. But uh, I just keep counting until I'm ready. Sometimes 10 seconds isn't enough for me. Yeah, just doing math equations in your <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so... You know, and then when I'm calm, then I kind of try to go over to the rational mind and then figure out 
how you're going to react emotionally with all of the facts and, and everything like that. So it, it, just knowing that that's out there and that's what my, not problem, but how I was reacting before, it's nice to have a little bit of a roadmap to be like, okay, listen, obviously you're about to react emotionally. So you need to go over here to rational mind, figure things out a little bit, and then kind of come to an agreement on what what's going to happen. Yes, that's... Um... That would definitely be another one of my lessons from therapy too, is pausing. And I used to just, I think from a lot of people pleaser situations, I would just say yes to something or, uh, um, I don't know, I would get an adrenaline rush from just agreeing to way too many plans, I think. And then I would regret it and burn out. And so I'm trying to be better about taking a breath and being like, you don't need to respond to that email right now you don't need to feel any sort of way about it. Just give yourself time to actually know what you want to do. Oh yeah. Emails and text messages are a big one. Yeah. Because it's right there and it just feels easy to maybe check something off your to-do list or just do it. So you don't have to keep thinking about it, but I've, I've definitely responded at times where then I look back and I'm like, ah, fuck, I wish now I'm committed to doing this, you know, appointment or this show that I don't actually want to do, but you just responded, um, with like a knee jerk reaction. Oh yeah. There are times where I will, I will get an email or I will get a text and I'm typing so fast. It sounds like a drum solo from a punk band. <laughs> and that's when I know it's like, okay, we need to calm it down a little bit. <laughs> You need yeah. you need to start texting like a dad with your pointer finger one letter at a time <laughs> and take some deep breaths. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love it. I feel like a lot of the urgency that we experience is an illusion. And there's very, when you really think about it, the very little urgency in our lives, of course, emergencies and stuff like that. But right. I know that for the things that I get anxious about or feel is urgent, when I really zoom out, I can take time. Yeah. It's like self-inflicted urgency. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of times I feel like, well, we have this technology to respond right away. So I should respond right away, right away. But um, it's not, it's almost always the wrong decision. Right. Yeah. To come yeah. in hot. And that leads me to my last thing. It is how I make lists now. I yes. make lists. Um, so I rank them A, B, and C. C is something that never needs to get done, really. I mean, I would like to get it done, but it is something that if it doesn't get done, <clears throat> nothing is going to change in my life. And then so it's C, one, two, three. And then B is something that I will need to get done eventually, right? So B will be like, you know, it's like... um a month out. It needs to get done this month. So let's say painting the porch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then one, two, three. And then A is something that needs to be done very soon, maybe even today. And if you don't get those things done, there are consequences. Mm. So I will put, you know, A1, pay your credit card because that's a consequence, right? That's potential credit score, you know, uh, mm-hmm. breach or it's, you know, it's for sure a late charge, $40 late charge, whatever it is. Uh, so that, and that's how I do things. And then eventually there won't be any A's some days there won't be any A's and then I can get to the B's. Um, 
or sometimes the B's move up to A's, right? So I talk about, what what did I use? Oh, painting my porch. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the government comes on the news and they say, listen, you guys paint your porch today. Or you're going to be publicly executed in the town square. <laughs> and I'll be like, well, that moves up now. That's A. That's going to be A1 instead of B2. I love that painting the porch is your example, by the way. It just goes with your whole vibe right now. (laughs) Like a man has been trapped inside of his cabin for God knows how. (laughs) I love it. I mean, I have joked, like, you know, I I do have a joke in my special about Chad, um, but I've never, uh, like, so many things with Chad are things I've never experienced before. And the first time I visited his house, a genuine stress of his before I got there, he's like, the porch isn't painted. And I just (laughs) have to, I have to give you a heads up. And it felt like a genuine stress on your end. And I was like, I mean, I am delighted that you own a home. Like (laughs) this is the fact that you have a porch is a big deal. Yeah, it was really, I feel like wherever that was on your list for you felt like an A1 thing with me visiting. And I didn't even know that, uh, you know, painting a porch could be on a person's to-do list. I well, was. wouldn't it have been great though, if I was like, oh, the porch needs to be painted. And you're like, don't worry about it. It's like, no, but that's where we sleep. We sleep <laughs> on the porch. The family that lives here lets me sleep on their porch and I should have painted it for you. Now, Chad, is this like a daily thing you do weekly, like your categorization of your list? I do go, I do switch it around daily. Okay. I mean, for the most part, there there are times where I give myself kind of a a week off. I'll get everything done except the C's. So I'll get everything done from A and B. And then I just give myself a week off because I know my next credit card payment isn't for two weeks. I know that dishes in the sink don't aren't going to kill anybody right so yeah nice (laughs) yeah i had not heard of this system ever and i've been really i've talked a lot on the podcast about how much having a physical planner has changed my life and that even even though having that has really improved things i still have a hard time not overloading the day And so I was venting to Chad, when was that, maybe a month or two ago about just feeling like, I feel like I get to the end of the day and it's disappointing because I didn't get everything done, but it feels like I'm just setting myself up for failure. And then you told me about this method and I mean, my brain fell out of my asshole. I was like, I mean, I have a self-help podcast. Why have you kept this from me this whole time? Your brain, huh? That sounds like a fat asshole. Uh, Chad is the callback king. I love it. I love it. No one better. I also really love lists. I I have a not as kind of a similar system. Actually, I will hold up my calendar because I I actually draw lines down each each day so you can see the split of um, things that actually need to get done today and the would be nice items. And my would be nice items move. I just erase them and move them day to day if I don't you know, if I, if I can't get to them, nice. but that's that way I can really see and not get overwhelmed. Like yeah, not everything actually has to get done. This shit mm-hmm. is flexible, but I love that. It's so helpful. Yep. Definitely changed things for me. 
So yeah, it, you know, it's nice to to think that um, whatever it is, cleaning the basement or organizing the basement, when when you have everything with, you assign an equal value to everything. Mm-hmm. It's just so stressful. You know? As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com. I don't, I'm very lucky. I don't have anxiety for the most part unless something's very intense, but um, just breaking it up where it's like, okay, organizing the basement is B6, maybe C1. Yeah. Certainly not anywhere near A. So that helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It reminds me of that. What's the quadrant one where it's like, um, important and urgent, urgent, not important, not important, Um, not urgent and urgent and unimportant. Some people do like a, a four part system and they do the urgent important things first. And then like so many different categories. I love it. (laughs) Well, I would definitely not get anything done that day because it would take me the entire day to fucking figure out how to write out that quadrant. I've never used that system, but yeah. Yeah. I'd also just be like, so it's urgent, but is it important? (laughs) Feels important, but goddamn, I already said it was urgent. So what, what do we do about that? Yeah. Yeah. Those do feel pretty synonymous. (laughs) Define important. (laughs) Oh, that's a great list. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Excellent. Accepting the compliment. Mm -hmm. There it is. Now we're going to shit on you for doing that. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) Don't. I've made so much progress with accepting compliments. Don't ruin anything. So I don't know if my computer camera can get the bricks going up for my wall. <laughs> oh man, I have a I have a, a follow up question to this because we have a lot of uh, men who tune in to listen to this podcast. Um, is there and and unfortunately there's still a stigma for a lot of men going to therapy, which totally sucks. Is there mm-hmm. anything that you would tell a dude tuning in who's like maybe considering like reaching out and getting that kind of support? Well, I just bought a t-shirt that said, I'm a pussy. (laughs) And I walked around with that for about a month. I got a lot of stares. And when that felt comfortable to me, then I was like, all right, I'm going to call a therapist. No, um, that's the thing. It's like, you know, a lot of, a lot of guys are like going to therapy. You're asking for help. That's weak. It's like, you have to understand these are the same guys that don't tell their kids they love them. So what are we, why are we listening to them when it comes to that? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'll listen to them when it comes to their specialty, but maybe emotional intelligence isn't their specialty. It's also not mine. We've been through this. 
<laughs> but I just knew, I just knew that I needed it, you know? And sometimes when I don't need it, I still go because it feels like an oil change for my brain. And I just have somebody to talk to that no matter what I tell them, it's illegal for them to tell anyone else. Right. <laughs> and it's great. Yeah. Was yeah. there like a certain wall that you hit where you're like, I know that this is my next step. I know that I need therapy or want therapy. No, this was um, when we talked about me uh, promising myself for forgiveness that I would get better. This was part of, this was one of the first steps. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. So I did that. And then it, I will also tell, it takes a while. You might not find the therapist that's right for you, but don't give up on it because there are so many therapists with so many different ways they do things that it, some of them might not fit you. The first two, the first one was, I stand by this, maybe the dumbest person I've ever met. <laughs> the second one was just too much of a cheerleader, which was nice for a little bit, but I needed somebody to call me on my bullshit when I was wrong. And so then I found this third guy and he is, I mean, he's, he's my dude. So, um, and, and it's, it's been great. I mean, it really has changed my life for the better. No doubt. Yeah, yeah I do you think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I'm me. counting backwards from ten. Just give me a second. I'm counting up to thirty. Hold on. <laughs> you catches me off guard so often because I will just be having a genuine thought and then I'll have a fake freak out and I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> gets me every time, and I know that you're gonna keep doing it because it still gets me every time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, what was I saying before I was traumatized? Uh, well, now I can't even fucking remember. Oh, I am so sorry about that. <laughs> I was just saying, I was saying that therapy is great and it's changed my life. And you said, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I was thinking that if you haven't tried therapy and you feel like just having your friends or family is enough, which for some people it is, but I just, I will say that it is such a different experience to have somebody who is completely objective, who has nothing invested in any part of your life. It's just their job to, to listen and offer professional advice. And if you think you tell Eric something about Sheila and Eric's not going to eventually tell Sheila when they get drunk over Christmas break, because Eric wants to be with Sheila, you're crazy. So you should tell a therapist because they can't tell anybody. Yes. You can tell that Chad is from the Midwest because his example names are Eric and Sheila. Yes. A thousand percent. And he's going to go, uh, what do you got? Paint the porch with Eric and Sheila later. <laughs> That's Chad's Minnesota Mad Lib. It's good. That's actually how you say have a threesome in Minnesota. <laughs> I'm going to go paint the porch with Eric and Sheila. Like, oh, all right. Oh, now I see why this was such a priority. Okay. <laughs> A1. A1. Uh, well, those were great tips. Thank yeah. you very much for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was Love my pleasure. It. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Um, Delaney, before you and I share anything, did you have any more questions for chat? One more question. And I'm... I'm just curious about your thoughts with this is like that kind of like dude culture where you guys are really busting each other's balls, like your whole life. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like they're that kind of, I don't know. Do you feel like there's an issue with that? Do you feel like that, that kind of culture 
could use some improvement where it's kind of like low-key bullying or have you been in a position where you've had to like say all right dude enough of that whether it's yeah. for you or somebody else I think that's a great question. I do think it would be great if you could fix it a little bit. I was very careful with my son not to do the same thing because there were times where I would say things to him that were like that. And then I go, nope, because I don't want him later on saying like, well, this is this is why I have this issue. But my dad loved me. I know he loved me, but he did, you know, whatever. And so instead, I just made it about, um, you know, the jokes were more funny. They weren't they weren't making fun of anyone in particular. So when we had a good time and, and uh, you know, when I would say, I think your haircut looks great, I meant it. And I wanted him to know that I meant it. And so he could say thank you without any repercussions. So. Oh, I love that. That's so so I, I, I think that's where it comes from, probably friends. And then dads love to give shit to their kids, right? I mean, that's what dads do. It's where the term dad joke comes from. It's, it's just kind of always been that way, but I just didn't have any interest in doing that with my kids. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <clears throat> I don't think my dad has ever given me, like, ever teased me like that. If I think back on it, yeah, I don't think so. You should see some of the shit he texts me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They have my number. And <laughs> uh, now you're not getting his number. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my family gives me shit when I know like shit should be given because of like, I know that I'm looking like a nut, you know, whether it's like a crazy outfit, but I don't think it's ever been something where I feel like I look really good. And then people are shitting on me. (laughs) And then I'm like, Oh, maybe I don't look as good as I felt. (laughs) It's like, you know, if I'm wearing like ripped sweatpants and you know, I smell I'm, I'm, it's fine. (laughs) It's open, open season. You know what I mean? Yeah, there are times where strangers, I think, should have the green light to tell you some things about your outfit. Some of the things you would wear on our walks in 2020. She, I don't think I was with you on one particular walk, but you called me afterward and you, that you came home and you found that there was a hole in like the asshole part of your sweatpants and that you had just been walking around like full taint out. Yeah, that's happened more than once. The asshole is a real theme for me, Chad. Yeah, no, I can can tell. A lot of ass talk. That's correct. Yes. (laughs) Yes, this happens. Um, Delaney, do you want to share your one of your top lessons from therapy? I would say the biggest thing that I've noticed with therapy is that just carving out time to speak out loud about stuff, I think has made the biggest difference because I love the practical tips and tools and all that stuff that I've gotten from therapy. But just saying things out loud to somebody cements it in my brain differently than if I had just gotten a hot tip or tool on my own somewhere or something like that. Um, and I feel like I, it's more present on my mind to actually kind of handle that thing that I brought up versus if I didn't say it out loud to somebody. So I think that's just been like the biggest thing I've noticed that intentional time of actually speaking my expressing myself is huge and having mm-hmm. like, like wake wake up you're pissing in the heater <laughs> right that's you don't want to hold on to that I can't. I can't. you don't want to hold on to that <laughs> it smells of hot piss and yes. whiskey. <laughs> absolutely that's an out loud conversation yes <laughs> 
exactly took took the words out of my mouth chad exactly (laughs) yes yes tell us what about you any more things in therapy that have been big aha moments if you will yeah this kind of piggybacks on what chad was talking about with the the negative self-talk versus being hard on yourself probably one of the biggest changes i think i've made from my i don't know early mid 20s to where i am now is understanding the difference between self-discipline and not having a good relationship with yourself Mm -hmm. because i think if you don't have that level of love for yourself that is i don't know if i want to say that you should but that i think is healthy um, then that negative self-talk can just become like you're removing joy from everything you do. Like nothing truly will feel good enough for you to actually enjoy your accomplishments. And that's how I used to be. You listeners know, like back in the beginning of the podcast, when I had, uh, <laughs> the, the meltdown by myself over the Netflix email, Chad, did I ever tell you that story? mm um, I'll just say it quickly, but I had submitted a 15 minute tape to Netflix, but I had done it in a little bit of a rush. And when I hit send, I realized afterward that I had spelled Netflix Netflix. Like I'd flipped the I and the L in the title. And <laughs> I, I mean, like instant tears. I was like, oh my God, they're never, they'll never, ever let me in because they think that I'm the type of person that cares so little that I will send an important email with typos. Like that's the, Mm. just, I was so hard on myself for everything all the time. And I think it just came from, from an unhealthy place. And now I've learned how to still maintain that amount of, I think, discipline so that I accomplish things and get things done, which I do think is healthy and important. But I, if I make a mistake or, um, I don't know if I, I just embrace imperfections more, I think. Yeah. I try to talk to myself like I'm talking to my children when I'm, when I'm really focused in. Yeah. Because when you talk to a child, you're not going to just keep coming over the top with haymakers. You're going to acknowledge a mistake was made, but you are going to show them that that doesn't mean that now they're not worthy of love or anything like that. Right. So acknowledge a mistake is made. You say, let's figure out a way to either correct it or remember it for next time. And then it's not just a whole month of kicking the shit out of yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God, I used to ruminate on things for so long. Like I could not let things go. That Netflix thing was an issue for me for like at least weeks, if not months. I didn't know that you misspelled it. So when you said it the first time, I thought you stroked out a little bit. And I'm like, I'm just going to let it go. (laughs) And then you told the story. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Netflix. Yep. Yeah. It's become a, I think it's become a thing in our podcast. Like we've gotten emails from people that are like, I had a Netflix moment and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Wow. Sounds like a t-shirt. I know. (laughs) Netflix and chill. (laughs) <laughs> what was it netflix and chili somebody said oh did somebody send that in too it should be something about net it should be netflix and chili i don't know what we talked about but we should purposely misspell chill chill too yeah <laughs> yeah that's very funny yeah so that's been that's been the biggest change and i think that's probably a combination of therapy and also just 
getting older and growing up more and um probably getting off birth control <laughs> i mean i've talked about <laughs> I have to tell you something. I love Netflix and chill so much because it's like, make a mistake and then just relax about it. Oh, oh yeah. I'm going to make my own goddamn t-shirt. I don't need you guys. <laughs> well, I'm dueling t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. God, you're so right though. That is really, really perfect. So I have learned to be very chill about all of that and not having uh, like synthetic hormones in my body probably has helped me be a less emotional person too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like therapy has just forced me to confront things that I would have kept private otherwise and never talked about. So it's mm. like bringing something that's like deep inside my soul out to the forefront. And then I'm like, Oh, I actually am going to deal with this shit and take action on it you know, and like that would have just been sat deep in there without me kind of realizing, you know, how it was affecting my day to day or, mm -hmm. you know, it's just a, it's such an interesting process when yeah. you actually spend time doing it consistently and um, figuring out why you do things and then, yeah, making changes where you, you know, you feel it's necessary and what a beautiful mind fuck. <laughs> <laughs> If you think back to the early 1900s, people had to plan out their deaths, basically. If they died in an accident, they never got to tell anybody their deepest, darkest secrets. But if you planned it out, you could, as you were falling off the cliff, you could just go, your grandfather's not your grandfather, and then <laughs> down to the bottom. And you're like, oh, that feels, I feel so much lighter, even though I'm still falling. <laughs> Yeah, therapy's a good one, definitely. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Of course, yeah. thanks for having me. This was great. Thanks for doing yeah. it. This was a yeah. true honor to have you on. Mm -hmm. It was fine. <laughs> Welcome to your friendship with Delaney. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just gonna shut my computer, go sit on the couch, and touch my fat asshole. Paint in the porch. It's hard to paint the porch. <laughs> no, thank you so much for doing this. This is great. Of course. Well, Always. thanks for having me. Thanks it's good chatting so with you. Yeah. Thanks for being so vulnerable with us. It's always appreciated. Yes. And again, I will have talked about it in the intro a little bit, but can you please tell people about your podcast and about your upcoming special? I have a podcast called The Middle of Somewhere with Cy Amundsen, where we just kind of catch up. We're the whole concept was we would call each other every week and we would make each other laugh. And then we thought, why don't we record this and have people listen and maybe they will laugh. And so that's kind of what we do. And then mm -hmm. my special is uh, I'm filming December 3rd at the Orpheum Theater in Madison, Whoa! Wisconsin. Thank you. I've been Who are working you? on it. I've Where been working that? on it. Um, I used to say theater in a... I used to say theater theater like i'd add another r to it so the netflix situation <laughs> yes yes the, the orpheum theater in madison wisconsin uh december 3rd and i'm going to be doing two specials in one night so the first show is one special and then the late show is completely different different special so no shit should be fun should be it's i think it's the dumbest thing i've ever done but it could be exciting. It, it will be exciting. There's no doubt about that. So you're doing two, like two separate hours in one night? Mm -hmm. We're going to change the curtain and change the everything. I'm going to change outfits. and What a fucking mm -hmm. beast move. Well, we'll see. 
We'll, we'll have goes. you back on after. See how it went. Yeah, That's when awesome. I'm just uh, my therapy my... doesn't do shit. I had two specials. <laughs> just freaking out. My uh, my husband went to school in Wisconsin and's got a bunch of family and friends out there. So I'll be sure to tell everybody to to go get. Oh, some nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, perfect. Yeah. Thanks. It's awesome. Yeah. This is coming out on November twenty eighth. Yeah, twenty eighth. So it's this Saturday. Okay. Mm-hmm. This Saturday. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So excited. It's gonna yeah. be amazing. I Should really love your um what was the special that I watched, Kels? Ch- uh, Dad Chaniels. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, the pubic hair bit. One of my favorite bits ever. Oh, thank you. <laughs> of thanks your son. And- <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. Oh, thanks. I was dying. So I'm excited for these next two. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, me me too. We'll see how it goes, like I said, but um, these these jokes need to be put to bed. So that's why I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Being in a relationship with you, it basically made all of my friends become enrolled in a college course that was just your comedy specials. And so then I would just hold them <laughs> hostage and yeah. <laughs> show them your special. She forced it upon, held, held me down and forced it upon me. Clockwork orange, her eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, anyway, funny. you know that. I've already told you that, but Delaney is one of those people that did watch one of the specials. I couldn't nice. leave. She trapped me in her home. I bet. Yeah. What she really that? didn't have anywhere else to go. That is true. <laughs> couldn't even go to the bathroom because she was in there. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. That was great. Everybody should check out all the specials that you have. Where can people find all the rest of your work? I think, uh, oh boy, I don't know. <laughs> I would love to say I know where it is, but I think if you just search it or go to, uh, I know Apple Music has all of my albums on there. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, where did we watch it? Did we watch it on YouTube? On yes. the special? Okay. Mm-hmm. Check Dad out Daniels and Twelfth Night are on YouTube. Great. Perfect. So fucking good. Got me. Mm-hmm. I know <laughs> Let somewhere. me tell everybody where you're. Yeah, I, I know they're somewhere. I just because <laughs> I've watched it all many times. Um. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on. It was yeah, fantastic. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're gonna do the intro and outro. Okay. I'll call you later. <laughs> okay. Me too. Bye. I'll be texting you. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, Dad. <laughs> all right we hope you guys enjoyed the interview with chad that was so fun to have him on there it is everybody kelsey's boyfriend yeah it was awesome to have him on yeah it was so great having him on learned yeah. a lot yeah to connect with him in that way yeah i know yeah. i've been wanting you guys to meet for for a long time yes yeah, yeah this was this was documented our first meeting everybody it's the first mm-hmm. time i've been I've been able to meet him. So what a, what a great first, we got really into this, some deep shit. First time meeting. A lot of asshole talk. Yeah. A lot, a lot of asshole of, talk. I expect which, nothing less. I was just going to yeah. say that feels like home for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good feeling. Uh, okay. Well, we have an iTunes review of the episode. This is from dimples51992. They put five co- cookie emojis and said, pretty amazing. Thanks for the giggles. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for those cookie emojis. (laughs) Thanks, Dimples. Much appreciated. Yes, thank you. And uh, go leave us an iTunes review and five stars if you can. And that way 
um, we'll read it on the podcast and it just helps the show. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you have a segment? Yeah, I do have a segment. So I guess, yeah, this is a relatively big one. So after, you know, several years of running my business consultancy, I've really been, I mean, it's, I've been so grateful to like work with a variety of different businesses and brands across like a dozen different industries by this point. And I have just felt like an itch or, you know, uh, calling, if you will, to be really cheesy, to kind of niche down to really focus on supporting mental health professionals. Mm -hmm. Um, I have noticed a trend that they're very burnt out um, and they have a lot of unique, um, you know, things that they have to kind of deal with, with their work. And after supporting many of them so far, um, I didn't realize how big of a need there was to provide business support to them because I just assumed that they got this type of kind of training and stuff like that in a lot of these mainstream, um, you know, places where they get their certifications and degrees and all that. And that just isn't the case. So I'm excited to fill that gap and fill that need and put my expertise behind yeah, those people and really help them expand their impact. And I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. I've been on a fucking mental health podcast for over five years. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think about this, but it just aligns with everything. Things that I'm passionate about, the business models that I enjoy, the kind of pitching that I enjoy doing for my clients, like yeah. all of it makes so much sense. And when I look back at who I've helped the past several years, um, those have been standout experiences for me. And I have felt really excited and connected, um, mm -hmm. with the people that I've helped in that way. So yeah, I'm just really excited. Um, and so I know that I've been plugging the minimalist business podcast for a long time on here, and it's still completely open to any business owner, entrepreneur who is excited about building and scaling a minimalist business but our content will be geared towards mental health professionals. So having different, you know, mental health pros on the show and specialists who support them. Um, yeah. But it can, you know, the content can be applicable to any business model, really. We're talking about yeah. branding and marketing and media and all that. So yeah, it's a kind of a big one. I'm no, excited. That's awesome. Really excited. It's really cool. I know we were talking about it before and it's funny now talking about it um, again with you. I'm like, Oh, kind of having a light bulb go off where one of my friends uh, is, is a mental health professional. And I'm like, man, I think she could really benefit from oh, that. Awesome. Cause she's, she talks to me often about just feeling really, really burnt out and really zapped. And I can't imagine how hard it is to take on. I mean, let's say, let's say you're a therapist and you have eight clients in a day, 10 clients in a day, maybe more mm -hmm. that that mental exhaustion, that yeah. energetic exhaustion of having to really give each person your all. Like sometimes I don't think about that from my therapist perspective of like, you know, we go into it from the client point of view going, oh man, I really so happy I have them today. I really need to talk about this thing, but that's how everybody that is seeing them that day feels. And we yeah. want them to be fully present and be able to kind of give us our all, but like, how can you give your all to 10, 12 people in a day? Exactly. Like it has to, I really, really wear you thin. 
Yeah, exactly. So I help, I help mental health professionals develop a business model that really works for them, but they also struggle with, you know, ethical pricing models and stuff like that. So, you know, there's a lot of hybrid models out there and just things that can help them be able to prioritize their own mental health and self-care, which right. often falls on the back burner when they're serving so many people, like you said, Kels. So I mean, I love having a minimalist business and teaching about that, but I really saw the need there and like where I could, where I feel like I can make the biggest impact, um, yeah. you know, because these are people that are, you know, they're changing lives and saving lives all around the world. So um, yeah, there's so many people I can help, but I felt like that really aligns well with them. Um, yeah. The kind of impact that I want to make is somebody who doesn't really want to be very visible. I help you guys get visible. Yeah, <laughs> you guys do it. That's so cool. So I'm excited. That's awesome. Yeah, um, so I guess I would just say this is a good shit is that my, my tour is officially wrapped. Um, I had my final weekend of shows on the hustler tour, uh, over this past weekend in Atlanta. And it, I mean, this is funny cause we were talking on this podcast, this episode about like pausing, I think, and just not being so hard on yourself and really taking in time to like, thank yourself and, um, celebrate your accomplishments. And it was a really good feeling to do the last show of the tour, kind of go back to the hotel, have a moment to myself and really just reflect on like where I was at in my career when the tour started, um, you know, both like I guess logistically where I was in my career, but also creatively. And I think how, like, like what my comfort level was on stage and where the material was. And it was like a nice moment to be like, wow, a, a, a lot got done in a, a little over a year, uh, about a year and a half. And I just felt, felt nice. So this was my first awesome. like full on headlining tour. And to all of you helpsters who came out and saw me on the road. I hope you know how much that meant to me. I really love getting to meet you after the shows and the merch line so much. And I did a, an Instagram post about this, but truly like, I know that there are so many things going on in everybody's lives always that make it really easy to not actually commit to going out and doing something at night, whether it's like too hard to find a sitter or you're just you're going through a rough time and you don't really feel like leaving the house. I just know that whatever it took to have you actually come out to a show, it's never just like a simple thing. And I do appreciate it so much. So if you came out and saw me on the road, really thank you from the bottom of my heart. It meant a ton. Yes. And congrats. Congrats on wrapping your tour. That's amazing. And having thank some you. time off, you know, some time off to yeah. do whatever you want to do. Yeah. I think yeah. I was a little panicked at first about having two months off from the road. And now I'm like, you know, I bet you I'm going to hit the end of those two months and be like, oh, I wish I had even more. <laughs> like, I think I've been so used to operating yeah. at a certain level of adrenaline and just like go, 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 like constant motion yeah. that I think almost a forced two month break is really healthy for me actually. And I'm starting to really embrace the idea of just being still. Mm -hmm. Mm, I'm excited to hear how that feels for you over the next couple months. Thank you. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Um, 
if you are around the Madison area or in Madison, please go see Chad tape a special on Saturday. Um, come see me on tour next year and please go subscribe to Delaney's podcast and, yeah. and sign up for her program. Yay. Awesome. We love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right. We love you too. All right. Just said, we love you too. I mean, I also love you guys. (laughs) We love you too. Two times. (laughs) Two times. All right. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the self-helpless podcast. You can find our Patreon community merch and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. Yeah.